If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Wayne Dyer. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. Today we're talking about one of my favorite types of looking backward in your story, and that is the paradigm shift, where when you watch it the second time, all of a sudden, this story is different. So I have to ask, are you a fan of those optical illusions? Is the dress green or is it pink or the rabbit or the duck? The old woman and the young woman one? I think they can be a lot of fun. And it's interesting to see what other people see out of it. You see something initially and then the person who's showing it to you goes, actually, it's a duck instead. It's this other thing. And then you re-see the information in a completely different light and go, yeah, it is an old woman. I see it now. But you kind of have to get your brain to make that shift. I remember when the blue and black or white and gold dress was a big thing. And it depended on the screen that I was looking at it on. But the first time I saw it the other way with the other set of colors, my brain kind of freaked out a little bit. And was like, those weren't the colors you saw before. What is happening here? This idea of having to tell your brain to shift perspectives. This is the paradigm shift that we're talking about. Just in case you've been living under a rock for the last 40 years, we have some pretty severe spoilers in this episode. So a paradigm shift is that fundamental change in underlying assumptions or in the approach to something. This is most common in the psychological thriller category. A lot of the mental horror type stories, Shyamalan is very well known for this type of storytelling structure. Because it's designed to mess with your head. It's designed to make you do a double take and question, wait, is that? No. It's also sometimes seen in the sci-fi realm. I'm not sure why they've like glommed onto this. But Star Trek and a lot of outer space type stuff, you're entering a brand new situation with a lot of underlying assumptions. And when that changes, then it changes everything about what we know. This structure means that the second time watching, the second time reading is completely different. Like the sixth sense, where the first time you're watching it, you think that this is a dude trying to help this kid through some pretty severe psychological problems. And in the end, you find out, oh, he's one of those dead people that this kid can see. That totally makes sense now. A lot of these things cannot happen in reality because there's too much extra information. So the way you're approaching this as a storyteller is only giving very specific information. I once got a bad grade on a paper. We had read Othello, and I had written my paper saying that he's not the actual bad guy. Iago's wife, who only pops up in a couple of places, she's the actual bad guy. Teacher didn't like my assessment, and I'm still bitter about it. I thought it was great. But 
picking and choosing the specific information that you're giving the audience takes practice, but it is such a success when it is. You know, Sixth Sense was a huge hit. So was another Shyamalan movie, The Village, where you had this huge paradigm shift at the end of realizing that there really are no monsters and they're living in modern times, not in history or in a fantasy world. And I'm so very confused. Why is there a pickup truck? Also, Fight Club has one of these where one of the characters, it turns out, is completely imagined by the main character. The book three, which is the first one that I read of Ted Decker's, was in this category where it turns out the main character who has a best friend who's been helping him out and is being hunted by this serial bomber, turns out he is all three with a multiple personality disorder. So reading that book the second time, knowing that it's actually him doing this is interesting. Another example is the movie Pandorum where they're in this ship, they believe they're headed somewhere through space. In the end, it turns out they're already there. They're just stuck underwater. And what they've been hearing is the water sounds, sea sounds around them. I feel like we're saying this a lot this series, but this particular style is especially useful for plotters. If you at least know what the paradigm shift is, it makes it a lot easier going through. The one thing you have to remember is a paradigm shift is not exactly a plot twist. It is twisty, but it is not supposed to be a plot twist alone. You can kind of think of the paradigm shift as a subcategory of a plot twist. The plot twist is sometimes that the person you think is a good guy is evil, but it's not really a paradigm shift because the world isn't different. Just that character is different. The whole understanding of the world should be shifting. So it's a huge plot twist, this paradigm shift. You also want to be careful if you're not a natural multitasker, because there is a lot that goes into setting up a story for a paradigm shift. This structure lends itself to writers who are good at understanding how things can be misinterpreted. If you want more information on that, go ahead and check out our subtext episode. But, oh, when she said she's almost out of time, it doesn't mean that she's almost out of air. It means she's almost whatever. There should be moments that you know as you're writing that this is interpreted differently the second time than the first time. So the natural multitasking instinct is super helpful when writing this story out. Because the events do not change the truth. The truth is still the same. It's just the understanding of the truth changes. The second time you're watching the village when they're talking about the monsters that are outside, we know they're cars. And when we hear that growl rumble, that's a semi-truck now. Now it's not this werewolf monster that lives in the forest. The truth of what made that sound doesn't change. It's not a character shift like one person becoming a new person. That's more traditional hero's journey type. So now that we've covered what paradigm shifts are not, how exactly do you use paradigm shifts to build a structure of your story? 
The first thing I would advise is to know what it is going into it. If you know these characters are intentionally dropped in the woods and they feel like they're being hunted instead of they've accidentally gotten lost in the woods and they're feeling like they're being hunted, that helps you set up the story for the twist at the end. You also need to let your editor know what that shift is going to be so that when they're reading through it, they know the reality. They already have in their mind that paradigm shift. They already know that the main character is already dead so that when they're reading through it, they can look for anything that's out of place, any incongruities that are going to mess up and create plot holes once that shift occurs. It is necessary for you as an author to establish those underlying assumptions before you shift them. It's something as simple as they're in a spaceship, so it's assumed that they're in outer space. That assumption is wrong, but the facts are still the facts. And this is one of those times you can have the characters be split on their knowledge. Some characters are surprised by the shift. They experience this paradigm shift along with the readers, while some of them knew it all along. Like in The Sixth Sense, you have your main character, played by Bruce Willis, doesn't realize the reality of things, while the kid does. One of the glories of being a pantser is that your characters can surprise you which is a lot of fun, but it's difficult to pull off this particular style unless most of your writing is done in the rewriting. If you don't know both sides of the paradigm, this is really difficult for you. If you do pants and you end up writing in a paradigm shift, you have to pay very special attention in your editing process in that second draft to make sure all those things line up to make that paradigm shift make sense. Your audience will let you know if the shift is successful, which is something that's very difficult to do for yourself. But this is a fun thing to try out, especially if you're wanting to try out those psychological thrillers. It may be a fun short story. This would fit really well in a short story for those who want to test it without sitting down and plotting an entire book. This is a good one to really challenge yourself and test those skills of revealing. And if any of you guys struggle with too much exposition, this could be a good way to fix that because you can't reveal everything up front. Yes, the unknown and the limited amount of information that you're giving the readers is key, but it's also a blast. So when you do write these, write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 